0: So hello, this is Tuna and this is Fashion Film Festival, the joint channel on YouTube for Amsterdam and Istanbul Fashion Film Festivals. And today, my guest is a real good friend of mine and one of the leading influencers, bloggers, creative uh, people of menswear, fashion uh, and other things. I mean, there are lots of things I can tell you about him, but he's just here, you know, my dear friend, Matthew Zorkas.
1: How are you, Matthew? Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs>
0: you don't need no introductions actually, but I mean, it's like a tradition. It's
1: fine, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> just putting some bullet points for people. <laughs> uh, the last
0: time I saw you physically, it was like two weeks ago or something in
1: London. Was it two weeks? Or and, and the one before was your festival. Yeah, it was, so exactly one there was a big, <laughs> a big gap in between, but uh, we managed.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully the next time will be not that long,
1: uh, but we'll see about that. And hopefully to a festival. So I really want another physical experience again. So. As much as I work in online, (laughs) I think the ideal thing for everyone is to have an experience offline at this point. So I think we are all craving for those experiences. And I think your festival brought that to Istanbul as well, um, from the one that they attended to the one that followed. And hopefully too many more to come. Hopefully we will all be able to do it and um, be there and and it's very, very important, very, very important to bring people together um, to be physically present. Um, I think we always, everybody that interviews me, I always talk about digital and social media. So um, during the pandemic, I think I will be talking more about offline than online.
0: Yeah, Uh, for the ones who don't know, uh, dear Matthew was one of the jury members and also uh, 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 one of our uh, guests of honor last year in Istanbul in the festival, so hopefully maybe again in Istanbul or in Amsterdam we can host him again. And also, we're going to talk about his movie because he made a film and we also screened it with a special session during the festival. So let's start with your background, uh, Matthew, because you are one of the very few people that comes to my mind when it comes to menswear blogging or menswear influencers. And how did you start uh, being in this industry that we're all involved in? How did this gentleman blogger uh, start?
1: So a bit about me, for the ones that don't know, I'm originally from Cyprus, uh, the Greek part of Cyprus. So I moved to London um, 13 years ago. Um, my background and my studies is actually in PR and communication. And in 2010, uh, I launched the the Gentleman Blogger, and uh, that was... Um, it came out from being creative. I was dressing well because I started teaching as well in digital marketing, uh, but it also came to mind strategically of well, creating the startup or this online business, this online brand. Um, that, to my surprise, I think as much as we all want our businesses to be successful, to my surprise, it, it really took off from the very few weeks that I was live at the time with the blog and um, Diane Pernet herself uh, gave the name of the gentleman blogger to me Um, so it was a great start I was focusing only menswear Um, I was started I started photographing myself um, wearing suits every single day Um, Then from fashion, it became a bit of a lifestyle, so it was all about eating at good restaurants, drinking the best drinks out there, getting a knowledge on, you know, whiskey to watches, to cars, to um, festivals, and so the whole 360 of what a gentleman should be or what a modern young gentleman should be today. Um, so that was kind of like the brand that myself and my team started building. Um, that's already, it's going to be almost 10 years ago now. Uh, of course, we had social media coming in that changed a bit of the narrative, changed a bit of the story. So everything became a bit more Eastern. Uh, it became daily than before. It was twice a week. We will write a big story. Uh, now it's all about shorter stories and daily content to keep engaged uh, with the followers. And I have hosted all the way to parties with my community from The Gentleman Blogger. We did competitions uh, and all the way to have um, our movie, Make Believe, that it was released last year, as well as they run, after running two different film festivals around the world. Uh, make believe now is released on the gentleman blogger, uh dot com. It, it, it captured, I think, my whole journey and the peak of menswear, uh, menswear fashion weeks, uh, menswear brands, and and I think it captures something amazing um, that it becomes a case study for a lot of people on on what is an influence what we, how much work goes behind all of these. And and I think because a lot of people think that it is something very, very easy and something very brief. And and I think hopefully the movie shows all the the backstories on how much work and, and how much tensions they are within our industry. And I think it's been a year after and I'm still reflecting on where uh, I personally stand to what I do and and who I am personally and where does the brand start of the gentleman blogger, Who am I at the same time? So um, entering my uh, my 30s, I, I think it's, it, it was a, a beautiful kind of uh, capture from constantinos Menelao, the the filmmaker um, that allowed me to kind of like look, back on on, or look deeper inside to find again who I really am and what I stand for and and really change the way that I also communicate as well my job and and my images at this point and so yeah a lot of changes so hopefully I gave you a good uh, background I think it's kind of like (laughs) went everywhere at this point I have a very
0: short question, actually, because we talked about blogging. Do you still uh, consider or call yourself a blogger or do you
1: use... I think tonight it's mm-hmm. it just terminologies at this point. It's bloggers, influencers, blog. Um, at, at, the, at the time, at the very beginning when, uh, when we were trying to establish what blogger is about, so nobody knew what a blogger is. Mm-hmm. Then all the bloggers, all of a sudden, we felt that the, because everybody was a blogger, then we needed to find a new word to kind of define ourselves. So influencers came along and influence, it was better to be an influencer than being a blogger, um, which is exactly the same thing at this point. Um, and then now influencers have such a negative connotation at the same time. So everybody's an influencer at this point. Um, I define myself, I think we're a generation of entrepreneurs that saw something much earlier um, and especially my generation um, uh, bloggers that became influencers uh, we saw something that nobody had seen before much earlier than everyone else and we opened this door um, to the media industry to communicate with an audience that nobody had no idea but up to today, I would say a lot of brands have no idea how uh, to to work with their audiences or with their followers online. Um, and the pandemic is another proof that shows that uh, we don't know what to do with all of these platforms. We don't know how to communicate uh, online. So influencers are that key door um, that uh, allows uh, this amazing number of people um amount of people out there from anywhere that they are in the world as far as they are connected to the internet they you can sell a product you can give them your idea you can share your passions you can challenge them you can go in and debate with them um, and it's an amazing opportunity and you basically don't need any money to do it, it it's just free and it's out there and it's accessible to everyone that has access to internet, which is probably 90% of the world at this point. Um, so it's an amazing opportunity there. And and I think, yeah, going back to the influencers, bloggers, I think uh, if we define entrepreneur as somebody that changes we changed so much from 10 years ago and and you know i never thought a blogger we do a movie I, I became a movie star if, if everyone's like in what six years of work um, a lot of um, bloggers influencers became designers uh, from designers they became architects uh, from uh, influencers they became singers so you have all of these different sectors uh, that we all challenge ourselves and, and all launch magazines I, th- I think it's very very interesting so uh, an entrepreneur would be a uh, more suited terminology if I would um, select if I would pick one yeah,
0: uh, you were talking about uh, seeing things before the other people. Actually, you also mentioned her name, but I'd like to give a big shout out to Diane from here. Diane of from here because she was also the one who introduced us in person. Of in, course, in
1: of part, course, of course, from from Diane Pernet, from Scott Schumann, the Sertorialis, from Chiara Ferrani. Uh, um, I mean, so many people, um, again, that the, that created something um, that w- was not there um, and saw things before everyone else. So we always need to remember that there is, you know, a 10 years, 10 years industry. It's a very, very strong market. So um, if somebody goes for a brand and the question, shall we work with an influencer? What do we benefit from the influence? We still get it and. it and I'm sure with you as well uh, in the festival, um, you know that you need this funding to make your idea possible. Um, You will still get the question, okay, but uh, why will I invest on on this festival or why will I invest to the influencer? And uh, when people need to understand that there is a lot of hard work going behind And, and there's a lot of people that made that happen you know like uh, i have my photographer i have my videographer i have myself and i need to get up in the morning uh, and capture the best light at six o'clock in the morning every single day to take one single shot for somebody else um you you know i have eaten cold food for like i don't know how many years because i needed to take a picture of the food before eating it so that would take three or four hours to take a picture so Somebody needs to be uh, paying the work and the effort that goes behind it. Uh,
0: When I did the festival, Diane was also one of my uh, benchmarks because she was one of those uh, who saw it first when it comes to fashion film. And today, after this pandemic, we now see that fashion weeks are even being the content of fashion films. So as uh, A person who travels a lot to Fashion Weeks and puts and creates a lot of content, not just in Fashion Weeks, but also on the streets on many occasions. Uh, Social media is not just the photographs or the still images right now, it's all about more and more what you can add to it. And video and moving images are. The most important things right now, as far as correct. I'm correct. So, how do you adopt to this video and print things? For, for example, when I saw you in Milan, uh, the others were uh, taking photos, but you were getting a video as a, one of the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think yes. you different. That's why I'm asking you this because you're also one of those who adapted to this earlier than the other. Uh,
1: I think we definitely. At a certain point, there was a a demand, I think, from the audience side. People wanted to know more than just a still image. Um, And that's where, again, social media themselves introduced the stories, for example, or introduced Instagram TV, now Reels. So you have the platforms that they were all... YouTube became a bigger platform. So it, it was all about... It was no longer about um how you look and where you are so traveling was also one of the big things on on pictures and locations and and what you wear but it was all about on how do you behave and how do you talk and um do you get sad at night do you have a crisis do you How do you unbox? How do you dress every day? So I want to see the movement. So um, I think the challenge that I face from my side and and having this gentleman blogger thing, um, video takes much longer to produce something. And people wanted these videos to become instant. And that's where you had every single person out there, influencer, blogger, again, whatever you want to name them, then they would raise their phone and talk to the camera and go on. And then I think we had a huge moment like that, which, from my side, I felt um, I found it intrusive to my um, to myself that I, I think I was crossing the line because I was giving, um a a lot of more of me that i didn't really want to to give And, and i think i found something you know like certain things are personal i mean um i couldn't get why people wanted to see me eating you know like i mean, like why we will i share that i will spend four hours to take one picture the perfect image that i can control the content but with the video it's much harder to control. So um, I think that was the challenge for me to kind of like let go and allow content that it was backstage, allow content of the making of um, that I did it with, I, I needed to do it with my own level. And I think that's where in Fashion Week, I immediately hired two guys that they were editing as we went along and we created a, we We're creating short movies uh, every single day, uh, live um, by recording it in high quality and editing it at the same time. Um, so we created something very, very unique that a lot of brands up to today they don't have the speed or the content quality that we had. And and I think the movie came as a gift to my readers, uh, or to my followers. Um, that I needed to do it my way, this video content. So that's why I came in. Okay, I'm not going to raise the phone and talk to my stories, but I will create a movie out of it that I will be showing around the world and release it out there. And, and, and I think that's where the idea of the movie came. Um, that was like, okay, we need to capture this. I don't want it to to it live. I want somebody to sit and follow me And then we reflect on it, we edit it, we see it again and again, um, and improve it, make it what we want to make it, and and then release it out there. So I'm still a bit of a control freak there. Uh, And video, you need, it's it's tough.
0: And now we're talking about videos and the locations and the past. And now we're actually past. December, middle of December. And um, in a few weeks, the Fashion Week calendar is going to start again. So, what do you think of this new era of Fashion Week? Some are doing physical shows. Some are totally online and doing some films, pre recorded ones. Some are some hybrid uh, things, calling themselves digital, even like physical. Mm-hmm. And- so, and um, what do you think? I mean, is this going to be the new normal uh, or uh, if everything goes back to normal uh, with the vaccinations or other uh, things in the midterm uh, future, uh, do you think we're going back to the uh, old normal again or? I mean, I that, think that, is anything yeah. going to change?
1: That's my question. I think it's uh, it's very challenging. Um, I think there is a lot of people that they want to do things differently, including myself. I think we have realized, yourself as well, um, Diane as well, um, you know, with fashion, film, festivals. Um, Diane, is it her 10th, I think, by now, or yeah. more. Um, and we still haven't realized that you know film is so important. And we came to, for a pandemic to reinforce the idea of a fashion film, um, but we knew it 10 years ago um, and people have been doing it. It just has not been the first thing that they would do because they were stuck on, okay, the only way to present a collection is get uh, 350 people in a room and create this experience. It's very, very important that there is an element of an experience um, and you have designers and brands out there that they offer you that experience. What, and, and I think those brands should continue to do the shows and they will continue to do the shows because again, their shows, it's simply an experience. It's not a showcase of collections, it is an experience. However, the rest around these shows, I think that's what I would like to for them to disappear or create something new, a, a new way of communicating um, their collections because they have nothing to offer in the traditional form of a fashion show. So... I think January will be again a, a very similar um, the year, new year with the, the last year. Um, so it will be exactly the same, the, the same confusion happening. Um, and for the January menswear show and for the February uh, womenswear show. And I will probably say even for June, uh, for the menswear again, I think we're gonna be this very, very similar. Summer as the the pandemic summer that we had, Um, and what I see, I think I I constantly see these two forces, and I think you see it as well. It's one force of people saying that we 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 wait and we want to do things as we used to do them before, and one force I'd say it's all about the change, Mm -hmm. and not too sure which one of the two forces will win. Um, Because, again, we need to consider sustainability is coming in as as a huge force there. And if if we go down the route of sustainability, of doing things right and sustainable and ethically and democratic, if you want as well, we will all be looking at changing the existing platforms, only having the traditional platforms. Um, if we ignore that, uh, if we ignore what's happening even socially with the Black Lives Matters movement, um, other equality movements are happening, um, that will be also a reflection of change, that the things need to change. It cannot be exclusive fashion shows for the elite of people. Uh, they will be, We need to be more diverse, they need to be more inclusive. I, I think there's a lot of changes happening. Um, and hopefully we will we see those taking place uh, one way or another offline or online um, or with new completely ways. And, and I think technology is also there. Um, the other thing that we constantly, uh, I'm I'm also lecturing uh, in a lot of universities here in the UK and during the lockdown, that uh, we all switched to, to the online teaching, Um, I was guided to realize that the only platform that we all familiar with would be video and sound. And there is absolutely nothing else out there that we can actually use from technology, which they find completely bizarre, Uh, while we are all talking about innovation and new things. and, And I'm like, it's still like me being a teenager back in, I don't know, uh, Microsoft chats and uh, MIRC at the time. That it, it, it's all about. It, it's exactly the same level. So, and and I believe technology is out there. It has not just commercialized itself for us to kind of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should be already on VR glasses that we can communicate in a 360 in a virtual reality environment. Um, so certain things need to improve we definitely need to catch up from the fashion side as well and and they would be that force as well
0: yeah uh we talked about the fashion fashion communication and this feature but also we can talk about menswear in general because you know i love suits you obviously love suits, <laughs> and uh, you know this new times uh, most people are working from home they don't go to offices or restaurants bars are closed so we cannot socialize as much as we did before so that's why not just men also women everyone doesn't dress up as they used to uh, how do you see the brands or the designers will cope with this or in any people who love the suits for example i mean what are we going to do where are we going to wear these suits what do you think
1: I will I would tell you one of the case studies I was reading, um, I think, a few months ago, um, just after the second lockdown here in London for, from the tailors in Saville Row. Because there was all of these um, uh, articles of companies going bankrupt here in the UK and a very, very big high street brands also disappearing. Um, and then an article from Savi Row that they were asking the tailors, uh, what, what is the future for you guys? Because people don't have occasions to go, they, they don't have a social life, that they will wear a suit, or oh, the girls with the dresses and stuff, that people are not dressing up and everybody is dressing down. And, uh, and it was a very, very interesting quote. The, the guy was saying that um, as soon as this is over, people, we want to dress up. And that we want to top up their experience because they will be so bored of all of this casuality from from the home, and and I think it will be a massive trend that we will return back to full suiting again. And 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 I think we'll, through the years you will see it as well. We are relaxing. You know, you can't take the tie off. You will take the shirt off. You will put a t-shirt underneath. So but I think we will have the reverse happening and from the designers themselves and from the brands themselves. So we're gonna go back again to, okay, let's get the shirt on, let's get the tie on. There was a moment that the ties disappeared completely um, from brands. So you will not see one single suit with a tie on a catwalk, but I think it it will definitely come back and it will be also demanded from, from the people. I think people will want to dress up well again um sharp um the suit has and, and i think you feel it as well uh, this power as soon as you put a blazer on um so yeah for me it's also the shirt and the tie as soon as i button up the top shirt and i put the tie as soon as i pull the tie down to, to fix it there is this empowerment that happens exactly and being at home relaxing at home um constantly for days and months at this point with the first and second lockdown. And we, we are all tired. And, 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 and I think sometimes I need these distractions. So I'll be going to my closet. And even if I'm at home, we just wake up in the morning, have my shower, and instead of straight ahead wear my hoodie and jeans, I uh, will we wear a suit just to feel that energy again, that reminder that, you know, like, okay, you, you are there in your work, in your career, who you are. And, and, and it's a beautiful emotion um, that, uh, that a dress has, uh, that a, a suit and, and a dress has as well. And so dressing up has this quality that, I can never find it or feel it with um, shorts or or, or a t-shirt. So hopefully we have this turn and and I think this will be the future again for people. As soon as social occasions happen, people will start dressing up because they will want to feel that uh, powerful energy that um, you can only feel it with certain pieces of clothing, I believe.
0: Yeah. I mean, we know about the power of social media and these times that we all spend at home, now internet and social media became more and more uh, important and a bigger part of our lives. And I think Instagram can be named as the most uh, important media. But I mean, mm-hmm. other medias, what do you think about the other medias? I mean, which medias are you also... Uh, active on uh, or which ones do you think they are totally useless and uh...
1: Uh, I think I think we constantly have different medias um, new ones appearing uh, um, and changing also meaning uh, at the same time so uh, again I started with uh, a blog the blog became an archive <laughs> An archive became now a screening platform from, for the movie. Uh, then social media started, uh, Instagram and Twitter were my supporting social media for the blog. Now they are the main platforms. Um, I used to tweet quite a lot. I'm still there, but now I'm just sharing my Instagram content back on Twitter. Um, so Instagram for me is the main platform um YouTube I only have the movie and again going back to what I said before I found um, uh, sharing my life on video constantly uh, a kind of the difficult thing to do so I just released the movie and of course you have TikTok coming in but I we also place it on different generations as well and and I think as much as I would like to to have um you know younger audience and more audience and bigger numbers and and bigger amount of people and influence um the youth if you want um i think we are reaching to a point also that you know this is my generation's platform let me take this and grow with you you know i don't need to uh, adapt to the next they uh, have done enough adaptations up to this point and they, you know there are brands out there very well established that you know their their consumer uh, the person that they will walk into the store will be somebody in between their 30s and 40s and then all of a sudden they're gonna go and invest thousands and thousands of money Uh, to TikTok that is for 10 years old. So that's a problem for our industry Um, because then the guy that is 30 and 40 is not able to get the message because they're not there. So you wasted your money. You haven't communicated to the people that you needed to communicate um, well. And then the other way around, of course, if you're a young brand that... um, your clientele is uh, 10 to 20, then you should be on the other platform and not the other platform. So I think each platform has its target audience. It has a message, it has a story for for each one of them. It also something that we also need to be aware that they constantly change. It's not something that is fixed. Uh, For example, lately, Instagram seems to be turning a, a platform for shopping. So uh, um, it's no longer about finding inspiration on images as it was when I started um, or creating an archive of beautiful destinations that you want to go. It's simply about finding a product and purchasing the product. So there is certain things that they happen from, again, all of these companies. we continue to do and use them as we like. Uh, if we don't find the use of it at a certain point, I think we we will all trans- transition to a different platform. Um, and, you know, we, we also consider them, you know, like it's not my Instagram, it's not my business. Um, you know, myself, I'm, my, um, I'm the business to myself. I don't know how to phrase that. Uh, and Instagram is just supporting it's just a channel so if i need to know that okay if that channel disappears what do i do do i still have an audience um yes and i do still have an audience if i walk down to oxford street if i want walk down to Bond street somebody we call my name or somebody uh we come and talk to me and tell me okay i remember that image that you posted 10 years ago uh, and i recognize your style so my audience is still there and i can influence them offline if i want to um, so yeah, we always need to see, be aware of these platforms, understand them, understand who they targeting, what they are about and, and it is up to us. So which ones to use and how to use them.
0: Yeah. Um, you were talking about the different generations when, uh, when you were talking about, uh, social media, uh, i would like to talk about a little bit about the younger generation. Who are like educating right now? Because you're uh-huh. teaching at the university. The first, the first question is what do you teach at the university, and what do you think of this new generation coming up? Because you are expressing them in the front row.
1: Uh huh. Um, so I'm been teaching more on the blog actually. So I'm been in teaching for eleven years now, uh, an extra year. So my expertise in digital marketing. So we're always looking into. Um, Uh, an understanding of what social media are about, of how the whole digital marketing is actually working, how do you work with influencers, the new trends and new innovations. So from, and every year there is something that I also receive from my students, you know, it's this uh, beautiful relationship that we have because I deliver something that for them is already given um, that uh, this is it. Now, I started even reversing my thing. So, I started sharing traditional things that uh, they all kind of like disappearing at this point. Uh, Press releases, for example. So, uh, nobody, so my students usually study communication and branding and marketing. Um, So, if you remember back in the past in PR, it was all about writing a press release, releasing a statement of what was your event about, what was your product. they have never heard of a press release or what a press <laughs> release is. So it, it's very, very interesting. Um, and this year, especially again, I started finding all of these gaps that, okay, nobody knows what a press release is about. They had never seen it in their life. And um, so it's interesting from that side. Um, what is coming? Uh, I think another thing is coming from that um, myself seeing us, as the next move. um, They're all talking about virtual reality. They're all talking about gaming. Uh, They're all talking about avatars and animations. And they talk about them so freely and and they understand all of these crazy terminology that I have no clue what it is about. I mean, now now I know I'm old
0: again, because those are the topics not on the prior Tuna
1: is incredible. (laughs) I'm like, I'm reading the dissertations, I'm reading the work, and I'm like, can you explain to me how does that work? Um, You buy clothes for your digital avatar (laughs) with your digital money, Um, and then you take your avatar and you share it with your friend and then you travel your avatar and then you put real money and then you make real money. It just is such an incredible um, new future um, that is coming in. Um, We all have something to give. And, and and I think what I'm trying to reinforce within my teaching is the importance of the physical space as well. I, I think there's uh, an, a crazy amount and passion on what's happening online. Uh, however, I think there will be an equal importance to offline and and make people feel something away from online. Um, so. I'm trying to balance them out to kind of, of course it's beautiful to expand in all of this VR technology uh, that I have no clue what they are all about. And, but I will also make sure that you understand on how to create an event and how to entertain 10 people in one room and create a one-to-one communication with your clients and and with your community and have a community around it um because then the, the whole competition online is just insane i mean um if somebody gets bored and drops their phone or throws their phone out of the window then you lost them if you if they don't know you in in, in a physical space as well so i think this is yeah this is what's coming and this is what i'm bringing them and is this exchange of of ideas um, that, uh, yeah, then I learn, I educate myself <laughs> reading their essays <laughs> and their trend forecasting thing on how things will go. And I hope that they also get from me the, the other way as well.
0: Uh, it was really a pleasure talking to you. So, as a fun question, I'm going to ask because the Fashion Weeks are coming, mm-hmm. because also PT is coming, and that's where uh, Fashion Weeks are coming. So will you be traveling to Milan or Florence, for example? If so, how is it going to be for you? You I mean, talked about the brands or the fashion weeks, but there's the other side of the story. How do you think your experience will be there? If you'll be there, of course.
1: I uh, will be aiming to to attend and Florence, PT and Milan fashion week in January. It all depends again from which situation Italy would be, which, which situation UK would be. Um, I'm, I'm already working on certain proposals and stuff. And again, the, the pandemic for me, it was a, an, an interesting time that happened because um, I think I was saying that uh, to you, uh, when you when I saw you in London, um, it, it got me in a point that just before the pandemic, I really wanted to do more things offline. And and I started, I was really tired of the online presence. I wanted to do more events. I wanted to host uh, more talk shows and and do some, you know, community building uh, activities. Um, I did a few of them in Cyprus already back in the summer. However, the pandemic came and basically lock us all up and Reinforce, like uh, I had this online platform that I needed to do something, of course, online. And I came up with the couch sessions, I interviewed a lot of people, shared my knowledge with that. I went down to educate um, in an online platform. All of the things that I was thinking to do offline, the pandemic came and forced them again to, to be online. And for Christmas, I was planning a Christmas shop. <laughs> Uh, Down in Regent Street, in Oxford Street, uh, again, uh, we realized, thank God very early, um, that that was not the case. So again, we went to online. I'm hoping again for January um, to do physical things. um, Either to, you know, attend certain experiences, capture them in a certain way. Uh, We will, of course, be sharing them online with videos, with pictures. We will continue our traditional way. Um, Trying to think if there will be something uh, uh, that we change in January, I don't think will be any, any difference. I think it will be very challenging and we will waste a lot of time and money to create something that the possibilities of it happening will be very little uh, for January, at least. I, I think June, we'll be looking a bit more promising, um, You know, to host events, to host dinners with friends and the community as well, that we can exchange all, the, all, all of our ideas um, together um, in physical terms. And I think be, this is what I would be looking forward more yeah. than anything.
0: Actually, the same goes with me, and we'll see about that. And thank you very much, Matthew. It was really a really nice chat. Um, hoping to see you physically again, maybe in January again. Hopefully London. to see you in
1: January. Thank you for down, the invitation. It's and giving, sending you lots of strength for the festivals. Put yeah. all of your effort. It's very, very important to keep them going um and to to anyone that uh, will listen to us again and the hard work that goes behind it um and the people that they involve, involve and 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 this is the future again creating this community that um, maintain and entertaining the community educating the community giving back to the community um it's very very important and, and I think we are very lucky to be working in this industry that and we reach a point that we are there where we want to be uh and the pandemic which is we, we do things differently and and it would be a beautiful challenge and and a great future i had for, for both of us
0: yeah i couldn't agree more thank you very much matthew and i um, thank you to know my best from rainy istanbul to rainy and cold london i guess
1: is that we actually had a sunny London day today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: so I'm very, very The world is
0: turning backwards, I'll tell you. Nah, it's it's like like so by the time
1: away. you release the video, we'll be raining. <laughs> <so much. laughs>
0: also, the Christmas and New Year's is coming.
1: Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year, Matthew. Perfect. Thank you. Happy Holidays, everyone. Thank you. Bye.